Josh was quite true. Now is my last day in the salon. I still have my time to end up within the cab work. We've been supposed to be in this timeline, leaving the old trunk so that I might go back to the modern era. I don't want to. I know I can't take Jerry with me, but maybe I can stay here with her for my last bit. At the same time, I cannot turn away from our mission. Josh, are you asleep? That girl brought me out of my intrusive thoughts. No. I answered, short and quiet. She hung up my response. I just hadn't spoke a word then. Will you miss me if I disappear tomorrow? I asked and impulsively sat upon the bed facing her as she turned on lights. I eagerly wanted to know her answer. Like other girls, she had taken my hands gently in hers, making my heart grow cozy. She looked me in the eyes and said she said something very important to tell me. I thought she was going to tell me how much she loved me. I thought she was going to tell me how important I'm here in life. I waited in optimistic expectation, and then she hit me with those two brisk, crushing words out of the blue. Joshua, maybe I will miss you, maybe I won't, because lurking you in my trance and letting you believe that your obsession with me won was all just a plan, so that in the meantime I can take it your advantage for boosting my factory growth. Likewise, my brother, don't go missing. I kill him because I want to be the next hire and rule the place instead of him as my father threatened me that he would make him the CEO. If you don't think I had more potential than my brother. And there, her voice was deadly calm. My stomach lurched. I caught my breath and my words stood still. Yes. When I looked back, there had been red flags, but I had such total and absolute trust in her that it never entered my heart that she was being unfaithful. The times when she was avoids the rough of stealing couples for our day out, the strange excuses for never letting me talk to her father alone. She would never let me just get and talk to her when we were in the factory and would insist me to work as per on certain counts. But I never once questioned her. I had complete trust in her. I thought maybe she is just a workaholic person, that she would be worried that her father would brainwash me against her. That's why she wouldn't let me speak to him. But now, I know why she always used to shower me all her love at night only. Felt like an object, failure at that moment. It wasn't good enough for her. I had given her my all, but it wasn't enough. My best just wasn't good enough. I must be inadequate to her. For her. Here she. She definitely wasn't the woman I thought she was. The Jerry I knew would never betray me. But she did. Everything that I shrugged made sense now. Like her father being hesitant to speak with her or him crying about his son. Or I thought, why is he crying for that thousand? I believe that I would have a partner for life. But someone who would stick by me through the worst bit of rocky. But here she was, just using me to her advantage. She just played the victim card. I never knew her. If only I could go back in time. If only I could wake up and realize this was all a ghostly dream. From that stark moment, there was a physical ache deep down inside me. Shock, anxiety, sadness, fear, humiliation, all bound up together. My head was swimming, and even ordinary everyday actions became difficult. She had said she was sorry. She had said she knew it wasn't fair. She had said 
wasn't my fault, but she did it anyway. She took advantage of me, which made my blood boil. The cut trenching betrayal I was too much to bear. I was enraged. I wanted to take it all out on her, but words didn't escape from my mouth. I took a few steps backwards without looking into her eyes. I grabbed my revolver from the floor and pointed it at her. I've killed people in rage before and I'm filled with rage again right now. But this time it's not a reflex. I want her to die. She can't do this to me and live as if nothing happened. So I fired. She immediately fell to her knees. I could see the pain on her face. But a moment after she looked up and smiled at me, her smile so sweet one would die for it. You miss me, darling. Being here. Death deserves to be punished for telling you the truth and unconsciously falling for you. I just wanted you to know the truth before you leave, but it seems you still pay for my deeds. I accept my fate. Come on, shoot me. Remember, you taught me that we should directly fire at the target with one bullet once and for all. Right, and shoot you. She said, pointing at her heart. Blood was oozing out of her left arm, shooting unbearable pain up her shoulder. The bullet just crashed her flesh. I didn't miss you for short distance on a remnant. I lost heart drinking. My whole expertise in shooting targets with at least 30 meters distance, then how, how could I miss a short-range target when she was standing only one meter away from me? Her bloodshot red eyes stared at me motionless eyes but uncontrollable tears streaming down from them. All you had to do was ask me, and I wouldn't give up at all. According to you, there's something factual left. You miss you said the truth earlier. Was everything she said to me a lie? Were you just playing with my feelings this whole time, making me think that, that you cared? All the nights when you took me in your arms and said that it's okay? Yes, I do. I was obsessed with you. Maybe I still am, but didn't you crave someone to take care of you? Didn't you desire the affection your father failed to have given you? I knew it was not gonna end well when the first time I broke the rule for you. But I didn't expect the flames of desire I fell in love were the one burning me. I said in a shaky voice, You were still alive, but so different. Maybe that's what there is for us. You know, I used to hate you, but maybe I was just a bit confused about what my hate was. In the end, we are both diabolical in our own ways, aren't we? Also, didn't you say you had some ground rules to follow? Why did you bother if someone fell in love with me when you were, you weren't supposed to? Hmm? I know you have been through shit as much as I have. I know that you are like me too. But I just wanted to fight with the monster I am. Or as you let it go and moved on. I'm sorry for betraying you. But was it really my fault that you believed me? She said in my eyes. Her eyes telling me to hear her voice one last time before she's gone. She didn't look like a monster. She didn't have six heads, wings from shadow, or a necklace made out of her enemy's bones. She was just a girl. Whose voice no one heard and failed to offer her the love she deserved. The time we spent together was memorable and beautiful. It was my journey ends here. 
once back from my trading life because for years I can prove myself to my father that I have more potential than his son. I had no intention to marry my brother. After all, he was my god, my everything. I missed him so much, but never felt guilty about killing him. He knew my father and I would never claim that I was better than him. That was indeed true. That bastard couldn't help me while I brutally stabbed him to death. You know what my brother's actual last words were? Make her father proud, sister. And I failed to do so. I failed as a daughter, as a sister, and as a wife. We both are villains. I guess that's why we're, we're not getting a happy ending. I just couldn't bring that cherry out that only wants to end your unconditional love. I do have feelings for you. It's just, I'm too late to realize and confess them. But I do love you, but you, the words just triggered me, and I couldn't hear a confession. Now that forever lies in betrayal. So with an unfinished sentence, the bullet pierced through her chest and she dropped to the floor. There was silence. Seeing her lifeless body in front of me, I fell to my knees. Her last words were ringing in my ears continuously. I had no intention to kill my brother. I failed. I loved you. Her laughter erupted my lungs, the bomb tears rolling down my cheek and my hands trembling. Love for you wasn't strong enough to quench my thirst for revenge. To kill you for the betrayal you give me, so I did. Love truly can kill you. So you should kill the love. After some time, Steph's father entered the room and panicked, seeing his daughter dead in the puddle of her own blood. When he tried to come closer to me, suddenly Steph's body started to fade away. And just like that, she disappeared, leaving her father and me with bewildered expressions. I hastily checked the nightstand drawer and he discovered that my belongings that were here an hour ago were gone. Even the watch that I was wearing a few seconds ago vanished. I then realized that I'm, I'm present here perpetually. I revealed everything to Steph's father because he had no idea what the hell was going on right now. I made him promise me that this would be out of his secret. Therefore, no one else has to know. About all the time travel stuff and we shall too never bring this topic again ever. For that, I started living with him. I got a father again, but this time I wasn't as happy as I was before. Now I have to take over a place in ruling over the country as all weapon manufacturing units are under my control. I stood high running the factory I loathed the most. Everyone else below me. Steph was right. We are both villains. She was in my story. I will be in others. It's not always a light of itself. Sometimes being consumed by darkness just leaves. Present day, author's point of view. 17th October Breeze, 2024. It's easy to mistake true hatred for true love. They both leave you in agony, trading your lost breath for someone undeserving of your attention. Everyone was stunned after hearing the events that the lady has just shared with them. Jeez, you're such a bitch. How can you treat Joshua like that? Noah said while shaking his head in disappointment. Unintended. Steph blurted out, but please. It sounded like a master plan. Noah spat bitterly. It wasn't my fault he believed me and he also violated the rules. Why are you blaming everything on me, Noah? 
she said, holding her voice hurriedly. Can you just please shut up? Miss Stephanie, go to the room. We need to bring George back. Graham said, standing up and passing the first aid to Steph. He isn't coming back anymore. Josh and Steph's assistance and life has been changed. Or I should say exchanged. Which means Josh was stuck there and so is she. And no one remembers them as we do. One of the administrators explained. The dad declared everyone's eyes but Gary's. And they all realized that what's done is done. They need to get themselves together and carry on with their lives. Four months later. Steph was currently living in Joshua's house. She was missing him and regretting what she had done. She was sitting across the window, holding a coffee mug. A light trickle escaped from her mouth as she stared at the beautiful rainfall. While the good memories crossed her head, she dropped her palm on her chest and looked into her facing hers. Whenever I think of you, my heart starts beating, singing in one speed. The very same heart you fired a bullet to. I just want to tell you how much I miss you and how foolish I was not to tell you that I love you before. You use my choice of words for life right now. Often could be different. Only if I haven't liked you, we could be dancing again and again today together. But that's what grandma is, I guess. She thought, while closing her eyes and her lips turned into a sad smile. Steph and Graham are really good friends now and they hang out a lot. Steph also shared the feelings she'd experienced with Josh, but she couldn't appraise him. And Graham just listened to her every word and her every feeling, but showed nothing but only her unconditional and regretful love for Josh. Steph right now was watching some drama in the living room on the large screen television with popcorn in her hand while sitting on the couch. Since she came here in the modern era, her fashion has changed drastically. Graham offered her to get ready and go out to some fancy restaurants or clubs, but she didn't. Whenever she exits the house, she always appears to be wearing an oversized pullover and sweatpants. She just gets dressed, approaches the mirror, and imagines what Joshua would say or do to her if she was here. Yes, that is how much she loves Joshua. The front door suddenly blasted open, disrupting Steph's drama. Graham stormed inside into his Josh's ex-house, which is now Steph's. He was extremely furious and was followed by Noah and Lucas as well. As a three tall and trusted man, approached Steph on the couch. Noah gave her a sad expression that literally said, I'm a rip here for that. Steph struggled to breathe as Graham suddenly clamped his fingers around her throat while staring intently into her soul. He tried to jerk his hands away but it was futile. He tightened his hold on her throat the more she tried to escape. Then Lucas finally spoke. You were given the opportunity to start over again and living a normal life once more, but you're just proof that nobody can ever rely on you. Joshua was justified to kill you. <coughs> what are you talking about? Steph said in between her gasps. Don't you dare attempt to play innocent. We obviously understand it's you who revealed all our information to the authorities concerning time travel. Graham yelled in her face while standing on the couch harshly. How bad? Wait. Well, Slaughter and told the wealthy family that I was unaware of the local rules. The sheriff claimed that I would be crucified, so I informed them of our little secret. And guess what? 
Demarhum is dismissed by punishment but also offered new favors, sum of money in exchange for just showing them pictures of the cafeterium. As a result, my friends are able as succeeded, but don't worry, I remain silent about my identity and the location of this organization. So you guys are still secured. He responded, grinning serenely at each of the females. The boys nodded and glanced at each other. Well, thanks for not saying the entire truth and indeed, sorry. Steph frowned and gave a confused look to Van. Sorry, Bucks. Consciously repeats itself. And once again, with an unfinished sentence, tears dropped down from Van's eyes. Then he spiced Steph's throat with his chalky, edgy dagger. And her body drops to the floor with a fountain of warm blood oozing out from her neck. She couldn't let you live anymore. With your death, not only your body will be buried, but also your existence. Meaning all the little people you are the converse, you won't remember a word you spoke to them. You're just protecting our organization because we love it just like we love Tchaikovsky. Therefore, no one will ever know about the mystery of Stephanie Barrington, also known as the Travelers from the Past.